Ladies and gentlemen, good morning. You are listening to Quest Radio. It's time to get the day started. Here we go. Somebody turn me the fuck up. It is the brightest of days, the best of mornings. There's one place to get the day started and make sure that you are your best self. That is right here live on Quest Radio. Somebody turn me up. Here we go. We're going all the way up. I'm from the streets with a hood swallow Hey, so much coke that you could run the slalom. The cops comb the shit top to bottom. They say that we are prone to violence, but it's home sweet home. With personalities clash and chrome meets chrome. The coke prices up and down like this Wall Street home. But this is worse than the Dow Jones. Your brains are now blown all over that brown brome. One slip, you are now gone. Welcome to hell where you are welcome to sell. But when the shells come, you better return them. All scars, we earn them. All cars, we learn them like the back of our hand. We watch for cops hopping out the back of van. Wear a G on my chest, I don't need that for Dan. This ain't a sewn outfit. Holmes Holmes is about it. Huh. Was clapping them flamers before I became famous. For playing me, y'all shall forever remain nameless. Ah. Uh. Sure I do. I tell you the difference between me and them. They trying to get they ones. I'm trying to get them M's. One million, two million, three million, four. In just five years, forty million more. Uh. You are now looking at the forty million boy. I'm raping Def Jam till I'm the hundred million man. R O C. Come on now. I swear you're wrong. Came into this motherfucker, honey, grand strong. From grinding G packs. Put this shit in motion, ain't no rewinding me back. Could make 40 off a brick for one rhyme, could beat that. And if somebody would have told him that whole was sell clothing, not in this lifetime, wasn't in my right mind. That's another difference between me and them. I smarten up, open the market up. One million, two million, three million, four. In 18 months, 80 million more. Now add that number up with the one I said before. You are now looking at one smart black boy. Mama ain't raised no fool. Put me anywhere on God's green earth. I triple my worth. Motherfucker. Will not lose. Put something on it. I sell ice in a winner. I sell fire in hell. I am a hustler, baby. I sell water to a well. I was born to get cake. Move on and switch states. Cap the coop with the roof gone and switch plates. Was born to dictate. Never follow orders, dick face. Get your shit straight. Fuck all this is Big J. Ah. <laughs> Will not lose ever. Fucker.
Ho! That's one thing I love. And that is Hova setting us up, putting us in the exact mood, getting us started right here. My friends, if this is your first time listening in, you are now live on Quest Radio. This is the greatest place to have some real conversations, connect with some real folks, listen some listen to some really good tunes. We have a morning show and a night show. Sometimes it just depends on when we go live. I'm trying to figure out what the right the right setting here is, but we'll figure it out. You know, it's a step by step process. That really is the whole point of a journey. It's not that you have to know precisely where you're going. You just got to keep it moving forward. On today's show, we got a few topics that I would like to discuss. Our audience members are more than welcome to come up and have a chat with us. For those of you who are listening in on the podcast, if you do want to participate, you're more than welcome to by joining us on our Twitter spaces live. You can follow us at Quest XYZ. That is Q U E Z T X Y Z. We go live just about every other every day. Uh, the only reason we didn't go live yesterday is because it was my mama's birthday. And well, that's my mama, so I'm just trying to spend some time with her. But moving forward, not including holidays. I feel like even including holidays will probably do a little something. We'll be having shows every day. We'll figure out what the right time is for everybody, what the right time is for all of our participants. We sent some invites out just to some some friends that I thought might be interested in having a chat with us today. For those for those of them that decide to pull up, hey man, very appreciated. And those who can't, it's no worries at all. We'll catch you on the next one. With that being said, today's date is November twenty third. In precisely five days, starting on November twenty eighth, will be the start of Art Basel at the large scale. The official the official start date of Art Basel is December first. But I believe Miami will start to get all of its wonderful people, artists, musicians, business people, entrepreneurs, VC, crypto, Web3, you name it. Anybody who's anybody is going to try and be out there next week, even if it's for a day. So for those of you listening who have not participated in the space but are looking for the time to do so, I highly advise you to check out any of the events going on next week. There are plenty of paid ones, plenty of free ones, too. For the sake of this show, we'll be discussing Metaverse Miami. That is an event that will be happening, a conference that will be happening from November 28th to the 30th. have a ton of fantastic speakers, many people I'm a huge fan of. And when I say fan, I'm, you know, someone that I, someone I look up to, I admire, I respect. I think that they've they've contributed massive amounts of uh impact to the space. Some some folks just off the top of my head, Board, Elon Musk, Bryson, VGF, Jonah, uh NFT Nick, PO, Bobby Hundreds, lots of insane, insane people. I think I think Betty, I think Doodles will also be out there. Uh Betty is from Deadfellas. I believe Mech Mech is also going to be out there. 
I'm excited to to see her. It's been a minute. Shout out to Mech. I do again. I'm saying I think I need to actually check out the list of speakers, and I'm sure I can bring that up right now. Again, we got some incredible, incredible speakers that are going out there. Yep, Avery is gonna be out there. Miss Swansit, she's great. She's a phenomenal. Yeah, the queen of Clubhouse. She's a great speaker. Keith Grossman, Andrew Wang. Shout out to Mr. Wang. Nate Alex, PO. Already said him. OSF, VGF, my dog. Illa, the producer. I think Illmind is also out there. Mech is also out there. Tropo. If you guys don't know who these folks are, no worries. Ain't no damage. But again, I do highly, highly encourage you to check them out. They got some, they got some just awesome folks, you know, really kind people, people that are trying to do right by the space and at least folks worth networking with. So very excited for what's going on at our Basel next week. This will be happy. This, this particular event, Metaverse Miami will be happening at the Eden Rock in Miami Beach. Formed in 1955, Eden Rock Miami Beach brings plenty of nostalgic glamour to the modern beachfront resort experience. Pretty excited, exciting stuff here. Lots of huge sponsors. Check-in is going to begin at 2 p.m. on November 28th. And if you're looking for more information on Metaverse Miami, be sure to check them out at metaverse.miami. With that being said, I'm feeling like it's time to turn up. Yo, Cole! Tell, tell me what you got, bro. Now I was belly 17 with a pocket full of hope, screaming dollar in a dream with my closet looking broke and my niggas looking clean, getting caught, caught up, up with, with that dope. dope. Have you ever served a fiend with, with a, a pocket, pocket full, full of soap? Nigga, I could tell you things that you probably shouldn't know. Have you ever heard the screams when the body hit the flow? Flashbacks to the pain, waking up cold sweat, six o'clock in the morning, gotta hit the boat flex. Get my weight up on the block, keep watch for the cops. Got a lot of serving nigga three hops in a cop. Nowadays, crime pays like a part-time job in the drought, got me Praying for a call time vibe. Summer rain come again. I'm the pain because it's hard for a fella. In my mind, I've been crying. No, it's wrong, but I'm selling eyes. Well, I'm up with this. Think about my, my brother's dead and they heard immortalized on the shirt. Real you're listening to Quest Radio. Have you ever seen a fiend cook crack on the spoon? Have, Have you, you ever seen, seen a nigga that was black, black on, on the moon? Have you ever seen your brother go, go to, to prison and to cry? Have you ever seen a motherfucking ribbon in the sky? Let's no. go. All, All I, I see is that green on me, that drink. I'm, I'm a black king, king black, black jeans, jeans on my... Queen and fat, too fat for a flat spring. I'm, I'm the type of brother make a whole fucking trap lean king fiend. Poop wings. If they want a nigga, they gon' have to send a sweat team. And I'm going out like Scarface in his last scene of legend. What that
This gotta be copyright or something. <laughs> To die a young legend or live a long life unfulfilled Cause you wanna change the world but while alive you never will Cause they only feel you after you gone Or oh, I've been, been told. told And now I'm caught between being heard and getting old Damn, death creeping in my thoughts lately My, my one, one wish, wish in this, this bitch make it quick if the Lord take me I know, I know nobody meant to live forever, forever anyway And so I hustle like my niggas in Virginia They tell a nigga sell dope rapper go to NBA In that order it's that sort of thinking that been keeping niggas chained at the bottom and hang the strangest fruit that you ever seen. Right, right with, with pain. pain. Listen. motherfucking world i'm joined here by one of my uh one of my wonderful compatriots free up the future and i know you hit me with that comment on being copyrighted man i hope not dmaca whatever that thing is called on the way bro <laughs> i'm knocking at the front door fucking fbi sending the text message hey what are you doing huh <laughs> turn it down <laughs> turn that shit down they i mean i'm i believe if you have everything set up for a radio show, you're free to play music. And plus, this show is currently not generating any money nor sponsorships. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm stepping on nobody's toes. So, I mean, but we'll see, right? If if, if people are knocking on our front door, they'll let us know. <laughs> Juan, man, what's going on today? How's your day going? Uh, day's just starting, man. Uh, no early morning today, just straight to work. So, mm, so wait, so you you're telling me that the 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 famous morning workout, morning run, we didn't get that in today? That... No, but it was it was on purpose today. So mm. I have a race tomorrow for Turkey Trot, and I figured that today should be a rest day. So then tomorrow I could you know do decently, as, you know. This is this is a man who is strategizing accordingly with his time, and uh, and it shows. Now, free up the future. He did invite me out to that turkey trot, and uh, now that I'm remembering that it's that quick, damn, like time really just flies that fast. It is tomorrow. Um, yes, it is tomorrow. <laughs> am I am I <clears throat> mentally prepared for it? No. Am I physically prepared for it? No. Do I still want to participate anyway? Yes. So, I uh, I might be knocking on your front door come tomorrow morning. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do if at five a.m. I'm knocking on your door? I'll be I'll be pleasantly surprised. Nice. Man's <laughs> like I'm not buying it, but I. Right. <laughs> I ain't buying it. I ain't renting it either. Not even it, but. <laughs> I'll think about it that much, but you know we'll we'll see how far it goes. All good. Yeah, I figured it's it's a it's a good way to start off the holiday you know you get your body in get a little good workout in the morning you know these these races typically are you know the funner of all the races you know as far as races can go and then you can pig out in the afternoon with no remorse i mean you can do that anyway but i just feel a little bit better if you, don't. <laughs> <laughs> you can do whatever you want that's fine but at least you'll earn your meal 
if you're uh, yeah, if you're doing yeah. that that turkey trot in the morning. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you listening on the podcast side, uh, you can find out more information about the turkey trot happening here in Southwest Florida, Fort Myers specifically. Uh, I do have that link that Juan sent me. I'll actually post it probably in our notes uh, in case you're interested in getting more info. Hopefully by the time it's out, or I mean, I imagine by the time this show is out, it's probably already passed, but you know, we'll, we'll get a live tweet out there. Uh, Juan, so one of the things that, that we're talking about here uh, is Art Basel, God of War, and alternative hip-hop. I, I just mentioned some information about Art Basel next week. It officially starts on December 1st, but there's a lot of events taking place during the week. Do you think you'll find yourself going out to Miami even one one of the days next week? Um, I'm actually going to be out of, uh, out of town that weekend for a family event, so I'm not going to be able to make it. But I was actually uh, taking a look at some of the galleries they're bringing in. And, man, this our basil is is a fantastic thing to go to, man. It's, it's always just, like, inspiring to see all the work that people are doing. It's always cool to see what people are working on. You know, I, I know, like, you, there's, like, this, this weird stigma. Not a stigma, but a pretentious... Uh, Thing to go into art thing uh, to art museums and stuff like that, but man, I, I, they're so cool to look at. So I agree, and you know what's super crazy is I've always known, especially being so close, I've always known about Art Basel. Every single year it was happening, uh, you know, like in my high school years, going into university, I never actually went like that. And it wasn't until the recent, I guess you could say, uh, acquisition of NFTs. It really just digital art kind of having the impact that they did. Um, and then now Art Basel doing everything that they can to support that uh, in the last year or two. Uh, that That's what made me really want to start going a lot more. And I agree with you. Like, sure, there might be some, you know, pretentiousness, I guess, or association of of people. I, I just think it's, uh, it's poor to make assumptions on people without really, like, like knowing anything about them. But... Uh, w- w- this, despite that, I think that the individuals that go now are perhaps more inclusive than it's ever been. And that's already saying a lot for Miami, which is probably one of the most diverse cities um, in the United States. So I- I'm ridiculously excited for this year. I think it's going to be great. Even even you know, despite bear market conditions, people are very... people. It's a, it's a reason for people to get excited to meet up link with one another, connect, uh, check out some really good art, eat some really good food. Truth be told, a lot of people are going to be in the Miami Beach area, which there is some good food there. A little, I mean, I shouldn't say a little. It's very fucking expensive. Um, But hopefully I can bring some people back into kind of my areas and show them some of the food I like. Have I, I mean, I've taken you guys once to uh, Polo Norte right there across the the FIU engineering campus. Do you remember that? Do you remember that hackathon yeah, yeah. we went to? Oh man, I try not to. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you try not to? It was a great one. We had a it was a great run. It's great in hindsight, but when you're doing it, man, you're just like this is frustrating. This is this is too long. Cuz I uh, FIU I believe was the 72 hour hackathon or the 48 hour. I can't remember what it was. It, it was it was too long. And I re- distinctly remember telling myself, this is way too long for a hackathon. This is, I don't, you know, I, I, I've never been one to, to code straight for, even at these hackathons, man. It's just difficult to code straight for more than a couple hours at a time. And 
48 hours from start to finish to take an to take an idea from start to finish like that. It's it's a, it's a crazy work process you have to go through. It's a commitment. And sometimes it's not even it's not even like uh, you don't even necessarily can complete something that quick. I mean, you can, you know, you do an MVP and it's it's held together by tape and and hope. But <laughs> I I couldn't have played I, I better think, myself. I think, I think for 48 hours, I've always liked the 24-hour ones. Those are those are good because it gives you – there's a realistic expectation you can get with 24 hours, right? You're, you're definitely going to get held together by tape and hope, but 48 hours, it feels like at the beginning, like, oh, we have a ton of time to work with. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. And then you overscope and overplay your hand essentially. And then by the end of it, you're just like, this is too much for 48 hours. And then you have to – cut back on some things and then it's it's the idea that you were trying to get through may not necessarily go, go get you be able to complete it in time you know it's a it's a easy way of over committing based on what you think you can do like uh, basically what sounds good versus mm -hmm. what's actually possible and as a result uh i, I think as you put it pe people are, ch are trying to make this like overly grandose spectacle uh, held together by tape and hope. And then by the time it's, you know, the, maybe the, the last three or four, because I feel like that's the crunch time, you know, like once you're in the last six hours before it's time to present, like that, that's when people are trying to make stuff happen. And it's, it just, it's not good. I agree with you. I think the 48 hours is a bit much. The 24 hour ones are great. One of my favorite memories actually of a hackathon was the one that we had from FGCU sponsored by Hertz. Uh, that one was great. I did think that we were robbed. I thought we definitely should have won. Uh, myself, Alberto, and and Dariel. Oh man, I uh, I remember the first time I did that uh, that hackathon. It was it was we. Uh, this was very early on in programming. I think we were still in like our first year of programming classes, and we had I can't remember. I think we were making a mobile application on Android. But only one of us, which was Chris, understood how to really use uh, Git and source control at the time. So all of us had like the general idea of how it works, but we didn't really understand it all too well. Like, and that that became letter, very evident towards the end. So we actually had a good working application towards the end of it. But I don't know if it was merge errors that we encountered. I don't know if it was just incompetence just sheer incompetence of how to work this thing, we ended up taking our working app, messing it up, messing up the source control somehow. And so the only functioning version we had of the application was one that we had like six hours beforehand. So we took a working application, decided, hey, let's, let's merge it so everyone has access to it. Almost all working copies of that version broke. We ended up having to present one that we had a, a version that we had like six hours ago, which Jeffrey managed to still have on his phone somehow. It was it. I mean, it was the only working version. The code base was fucked. And so we presented that. And man, that, that was that was frustrating, man, because we actually had a good application, you know, good enough for, for at the time what we were doing and for the hours we were given. And we messed it up because we didn't know how to use Git. <laughs> Crazy to think about now, though, like g given your professional state, I imagine that you, you've become a guru of sorts uh, with version control. But I mean, like, 
this these these kind of things happen, no? Yep, they happen. Man. I mean, even today, man, if you if you're not keeping your branch up to date and making sure that you're you know, people aren't pushing crazy changes. You'll still encounter every now and then that you try to make a, a pull request and there's tons of things that aren't lining up and you're just like, well, I think it's just easier for me to take my changes and save them to Notepad, pull in the latest version and just copy and paste because trying to merge, you know, resolve all these errors is just going to take more of a hassle sometimes. <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm making more work for myself by trying to make it easier for everybody else. Is, yeah, is effect effectively said, oh go ahead sorry so yeah uh you still encounter them today you still encounter those kinds of issues today but it's it's just easier to resolve it's not like the the apocalyptic type of disaster that we had that time <laughs> you know uh something that i think is interesting I, I feel like maybe you'd be you'd be keen to check it out uh so i've always had this notion that development uh, itself is an art uh, however, much of the development that people do is usually for uh, corporate entities or for businesses to solve particular problems, which is cool. Um, but the the notion of I'm taking nothing, a blank state, and I'm making something out of it, the same way that we look at an artist who who has a blank slate and makes something out of it, I think a developer very much takes that same skill set, so to speak. And there's one gentleman, there's several people that do it, but there's one in particular that I'm very fond of called X0R. Uh, he's Michael Blau, I think. I think that's his first name. Um, and if you know of the EDM artist 3LAU Blau, uh, that it's his brother, and he does artwork, like code-based artwork. And it's stuff that generates for you on screen. It's live. It's... Uh, it's really cool. I'm I'm actually gonna I think I could pin it here if I if I just find one of his tweets. Might be interesting like in checking those, it out. Uh, AI generation art things? Or no. Different? This is like he, he code well, I guess, yeah. I guess to some extent it's it's not AI generated in the sense of like Dolly or Mid Journey or any of those uh platforms. It's more so he makes artwork, like on chain dynamic NFTs. I'll actually Post this. I'll pin this right now. To huh? It won't let me pin. Maybe I have to do this. There it is. Boom. So I just pinned it up to the top of the the top of our Twitter space here, and you could check out his profile if you'd like to see a little bit more. But effectively, what he does is he has like a blank slate. That is just a whole bunch of uh, dots. And then he he generates code. He runs a script of sorts that makes these images. They're rather like just out of code, out of text. So I, I think it's a it's an interesting approach to artwork and what artwork can be. Uh, but this guy is a really also just a great resource in terms of development in uh, Web3. Uh, he's big on MEV, on uh, MEV. I forget what it stands for. I'll tell you right now. Yeah, uh, maximal extractable value. Which, I mean, in a nutshell, from my understanding, is like uh, 
if a developer, if a solidity contract happens to have a certain amount of gas required for a transaction to be completed, but it's not precise, a MevBot will find those imprecisions and extract the the way that could have been used there but was empty and effectively poured it over to uh an account or or wallet and again i'm i'm really i'm not doing it all that uh i'm not giving it the justice that it deserves but yeah uh, mev and he has a he has a a group that focuses on teaching how to be uh how to how to participate in mev which i think is quite interesting looks dope man uh you know i think there's a notion that uh while you can code with a blank slate i think it's a little different than art because a lot of the essentially in the corporate world you know i don't know how map they probably do it from scratch because nothing like i haven't seen anything like it before uh, there's a lot of pre-built stuff in in programming so you you never really start off with a blank slate you, you might start off with a blank screen but that's not necessarily the same thing right versus in in R, you definitely do start with the blank set. You have a blank canvas, blank page, and then you have to fill it with, you know, whatever your imagination is. That's not necessarily the same thing when you're making an application. There's a lot of pre-built stuff that you already have, and then you kind of just have to, you know, use a bit of your imagination, use, you know, a bit of technicalities to, to get something off the ground. But, but yeah, I, think... I wouldn't necessarily call them the same thing. I, I will say that there are programmers that, have made it very i have seen code that is like okay this is this is somebody who really knows what they're doing you know they not only made it easy to understand easy to read but it's it's simple right most most things is that we strive for are simple but yet they're the most complex things to accomplish it's like and bro I I, that, go ahead sorry and then that that when I see stuff like that, it's like this is this is kind of like a master at work. They not only were able to make it as simple as possible, it's easy for you know a junior programmer or a senior programmer to to just look at it and just understand right away. And they added comments. Imagine that. <laughs> <And it's>, <laughs> <laughs> I've always I've always uh, I don't know if, where I heard this before, but good code should always read like a book. You should be able to take it from like the top, and then by the time you get to the bottom, you kind of get the gist of what it does in a very plain English way. That's how I've always defined good code in my understanding. And then that's how I try to make mine. You know, when I'm programming, I'm, I'm seeing like, all right, I go, I want to make this understandable because I might have to come back to this someday. And sometimes you'll look at stuff and like, I did this. Jesus. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, wow. Do I, do I know that feeling? Um, I, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. And, uh, Dave Trot, who is a, a it's a bit of a, you know, gentleman who's not in our realm of development, but Dave Try has a really great saying where um, he goes, stupid people think complicated is clever. Uh, smart people know that you have to go beyond complicated to get the simple. And I think in this context, a, a piece of code that can be understood, not just by experienced developers, but even by those who maybe they don't, you know, they don't have the in-depth understanding of, you know, what a list or, you know, a key value pairs might be, what mapping might be, whatever, like, but at least if they could, I would imagine a developer would be very proud of, Hey, like read this for me and tell me what, if you think you understand what it does, 
and then someone even if they don't have all that much experience can read it i think that would be a very impressive state but for the most part i imagine that that's probably most applicable to as you said junior and uh, senior developers anyone could just pull up take a look and say oh shit like i know what this is doing that that's a good uh that's a good place to be i think hey you know what uh, just uh, just hit me right now um you ever look at some art and you think to yourself that's pretty simple i could do that and you can't and you, <laughs> and you go try to do it and you really can't it's it's, it's some things look simple but the the technicalities are technically in the brush strokes in just the simplicity of conveying the message that the the artist wants to show and that's difficult that takes years of experience to, to figure out and i think yeah maybe I, I would i would relate in that way that it might look simple and it might look like anybody can do it but when you actually get to the to the nitty-gritty of it it's complicated to do it that's right and it's about the reps too Right, because I, I imagine that many artists, like there've, there's probably been a lot of artists that have failed, you know, that they they had some vision in their head and they wanted to put it out, but it didn't quite come out the way they wanted it to and said, okay, fuck it, I'm going to do it again. And uh, you only get good at these particular skill sets the more that you do it, right? It's about getting those reps in. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, continue on. I was just, just going to say... Uh, in lieu of getting the reps in, I want to remind everyone here that's listening both on the podcast and on Twitter spaces, you are more than welcome at any time to come up and participate. Uh, this is always going to be a live discussion, but above also being a live discussion, it's a radio show. And you know what we have on radio? Really, really good music. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Quest Radio. Somebody turn me the fuck up. I got all inside of bitches, you gon' think I'm racist. I just called a gang of bitches out of immigration. You gon' think we prayin' money, cause we're where we make it. I got all these fucking gloves and ain't got no papers. Pink slips sitting in the dashboard with me. Got a gang of bras riding and they on drugs with me. Got a gang of cash, I'm in like a the plug with me. Nigga looking for the plug, nigga on the plug, really. Slips in the dashboard with me. 
happen every single day good motherfucking morning you're listening to quest radio my friends another thing for uh, those of you who are here checking us out we will be updating the website to properly showcase the directions that we are heading in, you should see soon, not yet, but soon, a place to look at all of the podcasts that this show hosts. This is one called Quest Radio. We have another one called The Steady Compass with our very first episode already in the books, currently under editing process. Unfortunately, the owner of Quest has a fat forehead and is uh, not the best at editing. But knowing that this is the case and knowing that this is the direction we want to head in, we will be seeking out proper video editors, uh, even if it's someone who isn't all that experienced. That's okay, because we're not all that experienced either. We just want to get the content out for people to consume. In this week, we have also been spending quite a bit of time, pretty much the evenings, whenever we do get a free moment, Playing God of War Ragnarok. Now, for our existing audience, if you haven't played, that's okay. But we do need to talk about how amazing of a game God of War has been. And I know it's going to be hard because I'm I'm speaking to two other people here that have Xbox and not a PlayStation. That's okay. Changes can be made. But God of War has been an incredible shift from the 2018 release. And what we saw before was a Kratos who was learning to become a father, trying to understand what it meant to be a father to his son, Atreus. The journey takes them through a ton of insane fights, many beautiful moments, and a wonderful father-son dynamic that is reminiscent of being a child and looking up to your father. It was great. And I'm not going to spoil what the first, you know, game came out to be or, or what the ending was. But it was phenomenal, and I highly recommend anyone uh, check it out. This second one, Ragnarok, is a shift, again, in the same father-son dynamic. But now, Atreus, a bit older, a bit wiser, is looking to prove that he could be a leader. And Kratos wants him to be. In fact, Kratos is almost adamant on the notion that he must learn how to survive without me and I will teach him anything possible to make sure that he could survive without me. God of War Ragnarok from its smallest details in the story and the nuances and how each character operates with each other with some of the new characters that have been presented based on the lore from last from the last game that are now available now in, in the flesh so to speak in this game has been incredible. I love the 
relationships that we see across all of them. And this is all without even getting into the gameplay. I'm, I'm purely talking about story here. And it is, it has been beautiful. Now, again, I'm not going to ruin anything because I'm not even done with it myself. But if you are the kind of person that enjoys stories that you can relate to, and I say relate to meaning like it tugs your heartstrings. There's, there's something there. Like you want to feel something in your chest. God of War Ragnarok is the game of 2022 for you to pick up and start playing. I, I, we cannot recommend it enough here at Quest Radio, and we encourage anybody to check it out. More so, even if you haven't played the first one, that's okay. You can get a recap directly in the game, so you're not going to have too much trouble figuring out you know, who each character is and what they do and their relevance to the story. So don't don't beat yourself up if you haven't played it. But again, I will recommend playing it. And I think they have it on sale at like, you know, on, on the PlayStation Store or even in GameStop at like 10 or 15 bucks. It's kind of ridiculous. So also highly recommend checking the first one out. As for gameplay, that Leviathan axe, baby. That fucking axe is so satisfying to use. I am chop. I'm mowing through enemies. They have no chance against me and Atreus. Now, the only time they do have a chance is when they come in mass, meaning like there's a ton of them. And uh, when you're playing on the hardest difficulty possible, literally called Give Me God of War, one hit and you are down. And that's like from a regular ass enemy. So uh, if you're up for a challenge, definitely check that out. If you're up for just a story, I think playing on normal mode, even even the second hardest mode might be okay. If you're just interested in a story and a little bit of a challenge. Uh, but if you want Max Payne, uh, something that one of my friends, Code, shout out to Code from the Code 5 Gaming crew, has famously called Fuck Me Mode. That is the mode to play on. I'm playing on Fuck Me Mode right now. And it's a lot of fun. It's very challenging, but it's a lot of fun. Insanely satisfying uh, to be running through. Uh, Juan or Stevie, do you guys want to add? I know you guys maybe haven't played, but if you want to add any commentary just from what you've seen or uh, what you think about it, or maybe even any other video games that you might be interested in playing, I'd, I'd love to hear it. God of War, um, I have, I've only known a little bit of it from a couple of friends of mine, but it looks like the, the one game that I've actually might consider getting a new console for because it just, the, the, the story actually does look really nice, look, look cool. So, it, it man, I like I said, it's not it's not just that it looks good; it it feel like it's emotional, you know. And it's it's insane. I think I've been reading uh, some articles about, and this this is maybe over the last two years, but I'd read some articles about how gaming, the industry, is now larger than film music and all of major sports combined, meaning the amount of money that is in that industry, or rather the money that it generates, is beyond all of those other in entertainment. So gaming is almost, despite the fact that it's under the entertainment medium or entertain entertainment industry, it is, it is rather its own area. So, but why is this? Because... The same way that people have tried to capture immersion or emotions or 
or, or just something interesting like fascination uh, in movies and comics and sports. Those moments are great, but you're not there. You know, you're not in it. You're not the one that's controlling it. And what gaming does as a medium is it brings a player into those worlds and grants them control. It's you. You're the one that's that's doing all of these things. And people often, I, I watched a video of one gentleman who uh, does a lot of horror games. He's a video game director, uh, Glenn Scotch, Scotchfield, I think is his name. And uh, he does a lot of, uh, he's a video game director for EA and they and he, or at least now that's what he does. But in his career, he focused on horror games. And one of the things that the some folks had asked him is, why is it that I'm not scared on horror movies, but when I play horror games, I get you know terrified? And he explained that exact same notion that it's you. You're the one that's in there. You're the one that's that's controlling it. That's real immersion. And uh, I tie this back to God of War by saying that you feel it. You feel that. Like, you know, the game not only looks insanely satisfying, the world is very beautiful, insanely detailed. What, like all of those little details of the visual aspect are all there. What's even harder to capture is a story that you want to play through, a story that you want, like, I have to know what happens next. And um, I think God of War has done that in a, in a way that many other video games have a hard time doing. Another game that I think about that did that very well was uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. I had a hard time putting that down. I sunk so many hours into that game, just just exploring the world, talking to other characters, doing side quests, because I cared about the main character, Arthur Morgan. I actually think he's one of the best protagonists in in modern uh, modern gaming history. And, uh, you know, I don't know if enough people have, have got to dive into the extent that I did, but, wow, it's the same thing, and... and seeing these dynamics of iconic characters that are now in play because god of war as a series is very old it's been around since playstation 2 era if i'm not mistaken so you know we're almost at you know 15 20 year mark maybe not 20 year but like a 15 year mark so uh yeah juan bro if if there's something you want to get yourself for christmas this year i hope it's god of war <laughs> do i do you think i need to play the other I, so i've never actually played god of war even when i did have a playstation before i've never actually played any of the games before you think i could just jump right into ragnarok without playing some of the other games or do i need to play you know all the way from one no to, i to think up to, to speed i think you would do just fine getting into god of war ragnarok like i said they have a recap of the god of war 2018 um, but none of the other, so like God of War one through three, which are the original, the original trilogy takes place of, of Kratos's original story of who he is in Greek mythology, uh, God of War 2018 and Ragnarok take place in Norse mythology. So, uh, Greek mythology, of course, will have, you know, Zeus and Ares and, uh, and Hermes and Hercules and all those, you know, great characters, Poseidon, right? You'll have all those characters. And then, but like, again, like it, it Kratos had, uh, I guess like to provide a quick synopsis, he was basically banned, not banned, but like kicked from the, the land of the gods. And uh, his mission was to kill all the gods. And that's kind of what his name became. And it's so funny that even in uh, in the Norse world, he he was known as the god killer because that's that's what he spent his time doing was killing gods. Now 
but again, like you, you, no one knew. You didn't get to see Kratos. You didn't get to see or understand who he was in 2018 when they did the revamp. They brought this new dynamic to Kratos, this this man who was trying to become a father. It's just, it's really, again, I'm not gonna say it all again, but it. I would, I would say no. You do not need to play any of the other God of Wars in order to to pick this game up and get going. If I could make a recommendation, I would say to pick up 2018, play that one first, and then jump into uh, Ragnarok. But if you it, like, but by no means is it required because, like I said, there is a recap available before you start the game at, on Ragnarok. For you to to see what happened, and they do a, you know, it's pretty quick. I think it's like a three to four minute uh, synopsis, and it, and it, you know, it's fast. But like I said, if you could play through it, do recommend it. And yeah, that's uh, that's God of War Ragnarok. Is this the end of God of War, or do you think they're taking out another? another game after this i don't know that's a great question i just haven't finished so i, I don't know what ha- like i don't i don't i haven't seen the ending to know whether or not they're leaving it open for a future series what i will say at least my my theory so far is that atreus will become his own like kind of sub franchise of the god of war series and uh, maybe they'll want to go down that route, but I have yet to see anything in the game that leads me to believe that it will happen that way. I don't know. I, I once I get to the end, I'll let you know. And Atreus is that the son, or is that the is that Kratos's real name? That Atreus is Kratos's son. And gotcha. uh, okay. yeah. He he, the the story was that basically, Kratos left the Greek world, and went to the Norse world where he met Feia, who was one of the last giants. Uh, they had a son, and that was Atreus. Or that's who that Kratos calls him Atreus. But well, you you'll discover some other secrets about the history of uh Feia and and who they are and again i will say the norse mythology i've never i was never big into norse mythology and i I don't think i mentioned this earlier but that's odin thor loki right like that's that's that world so if you for those of you listening now if you've ever uh seen uh anything from the avengers from marvel and you know about thor that world of uh, asgard of Nifelheim, all those realms and shit like that's uh that's the world you'll be jumping into but with kratos and it's pretty fucking badass to be honest uh norse mythology is pretty interesting man uh, i i don't know much about it but i've i've heard some stories about like loki like the from norse mythology himself not like the the disney version of him mm-hmm and yeah, bro, it's it, it's a wild it's wild how that guy kind of gets around everywhere with it, everything. It is, it is fucking wild. Um, I think you'll be in. I think you'll really enjoy what you'll find in this game. In in both of the games, you have a character named Mimir, and he he operates 
basically as a storyteller i mean like he ha he has a, a role in this in the game obviously but what i think the developers or, or the producers of the game focused on was well most people don't know anything about norse mythology or any of the history so how do we how do we like teach them about it in a way that doesn't um delineate from what they're doing in the game right because like i don't want them to have to press the start button and read a journal and then you know go through like fuck that right they want to like they want to play they want to get through the game they want to you know explore so what they did is they made this character mamir who like i said is, is effectively a storyteller in the game that travels with you and uh you'd be surprised how he travels with you it's really funny but anytime that you're like on a boat for example you know, and you're going from one side of the map to the other, like Atreus being the young, curious kid that he is, will say like, hey, Mimir, you know, like, tell me about the world serpent. And then all of a sudden, like, you'll get this really nice comprehensive, I shouldn't say comprehensive, but like a, a cool breakdown on the world serpent and who that is in the Norse mythology. Uh, you'll get a breakdown on Tyr or on Odin or on Thor. Like, it's just... It's cool. I think it was a very smart how they implemented the like the way that you experience the lore in the game without it feeling like, oh man, I, I have to I have to stop playing in order to figure this out. So that, that that's actually more specifically why I recommend uh playing God of War twenty eighteen. Because I think that like that was one of my favorite parts about the game. It was literally just being on the boat, traveling from one side of the map to the other and like hearing the story it's captivating so again wor worth a check out i think yeah probably check this game out man it just sounds interesting and i see some of the gameplay on tiktok and i'm just like it's, it looks very fascinating especially because uh like you said like games are able to tell the story in a way that you know really good shows or movies are able to do but in a more interactive way mm-hmm I mean, look at movies over the last, you know, 10, 15 years. They haven't necessarily changed all that much. I mean, outside of CGI and kind of how that's been improved here and there, uh, they, they're they're using the same way to tell, I'm not going to say the same story, but almost like you know what to expect. If I'm going to watch a Marvel movie, I know what to expect. If I'm going to watch a movie from Quentin Tarantino, I know what to expect. Like, it, it's... Not that, not to take away from the genius of these directors, but it is the technology is, has kind of been the same is what I'm trying to say. Whereas with gaming, it's completely different. It's over the last 10 to 15 years has been a, a striking difference. Nothing is the same. And people are using that to tell new creative interactive stories. And uh, that's why I think gaming as a medium is going to continue to be the newest way, the best way to experience stories. So I'm quite excited about that. Do you ever go back to like, uh, to like think about your old games that you used to play as a kid and think about the quality difference, but it didn't feel shitty. Like the quality didn't feel shitty when you were young, but you go back to it now and you're like, Oh wow, this is, this is like playing like Minecraft. <laughs> But when you're when you're a kid, you're just like you're so into the game. It felt pretty much as real as as any game now today. But you know the comparison is 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 no, there's no it doesn't stand a chance that today's game. I think I think that's a great question, 
a great observation too. I think the the mechanisms that I loved in the game removed that ex like expectation of realism. And the example I'll give you here is like Forza, Forza Horizon 5 versus Midnight Club 3. And uh, again, for those of you who have never played any, either of those titles, they're basically racing games uh, or, or games that like are free roaming car based customization games. You can, you know, pick a different car, you can customize the car and go around and do whatever you want. Now, to your point one, if I were to go back and play Midnight Club 3, I would, I would maybe <clears throat> not be as happy with the graphics. Because yeah, like it's an older, it's an older game, an older console, you know, it's not as uh, capable as the hardware we have today, sure. But what did I love about Midnight Club? I loved the music. I loved the, it, I actually think it's to this day, significantly more customizable than Forza Horizon tries to be. Um, and, and as a kid, I like that was, that was why I was playing it was the fact that I can make my own custom cars in in whatever my head imagined and that's that's what got me in and then i could take that car and race people or i could like go take pictures of my car in front of a beach or something in an open world so uh yeah like i think there are times where like you look back the nostalgic factor is more that is more so like wow how i felt playing this like therefore the game must still be that good that's not always the case, but that nostalgia, I think, comes from specific things that you experience in the game. And, my, and perhaps my favorite example would be Jet Set Radio Future. And like that, like that, to me, is one of the few games that even in today's world, I think, could still do very well. Uh, not, not maybe commercially in the sense of like, oh, it's going to generate a billion dollars in its first week, like Call of Duty or... Warzone or any of the other, you know, Apex, whatever, like big, bigger titles, Fortnite. I don't think it'll generate that kind of money, but I think for the people that enjoy specific, specific things like really cool art style, uh, unique characters, music that you can, that you just enjoy while you're playing a sound. It's crazy how underrated a soundtrack can be. And another example I'll give you of how a soundtrack can make or break a, any series even uh, for those of you who have watched Cyberpunk Edge Runners, I think the soundtrack there is fucking amazing. I think it, it's so fitting. It fits so well to the world of Cyberpunk. Juan, have you watched that? Have you watched that anime yet? I, I have not. Ooh. <laughs> Brother. There's a... Oh, I'm not going to give an excuse. I just haven't got around to this. <laughs> Bro, drop One Piece for a week and just watch this. Like, I, I will literally buy you lunch. If you watch the first episode and you do not feel... Like, if, you, if, if you're not already, like, your fingers on the button to click next episode, if at the end of the first episode you are not ready to click into the next episode, I will buy you your lunch. I'm convinced. I'm convinced you'll love it. All right, I'll, I'll give it a real go one of these days uh, since we got, you know. One of these days? Anyway. Watch it today. <laughs> Watch it today, my guy. You guys, you said you had the day off today. For, or I mean, not, I mean, not from work, but like, you know, no training? Bro, 
what are we talking about? One episode, 20 minutes, bro. If at the end of that 20 minutes, you don't feel inclined to start the next one, I will buy you your lunch when we, when we go to, when we get tacos on Saturday. Fuck it. All right, I'll check it out before then, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's what we do here at Quest Radio. We make recommendations on things that you need to know about. And I'll put that same bet out to anybody. If you watch Cyberpunk Edge Runners episode one and you are not excited to watch the second episode immediately upon the 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 ending of the first, at Quest Radio, we will send you money to go get Chipotle on us. But you gotta be honorable at least. Like don't don't be on no fucking bullshit like, oh yeah, bro, it fucking sucks. Shut the fuck up. Alright? I'm gonna need you to give me a whole MLA essay. On why why you didn't like the first episode, and then based on my review of that essay, uh, we will determine what it's gonna be. Unless you're a homie, if you're a homie, it's different. But I digress. Uh, I'm telling you, it really is. It really is a dedication to the craft. We are we are approaching the end of our of our show here. We actually already went over the hour. Uh, with that being said, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna bring y'all to one of my favorite tracks of all time. I listened to this the other day. And I don't know, it did something for me. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if it does something for you. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Quest Radio. Enough to cure blindness, Carolinas, finest. You knew that already. In terms of the greatest, I proved that already. And if you would like, I'd do it twice. I just sharpened my blade for a minute, became lost in my ways. This for my niggas that was tossed in the grave. Every so often I fade deep in my thoughts and then get lost in the days we used to play before your coffin was made. Just got the call, nigga got caught with a straight. Hope he's okay. Just got paid with Cochran, got paid. The free OJ, just to share my life on the stage in front of strangers who know a nigga far too well. And that's the danger. Know me better than I know myself. I rip a page out my notebook in anger and let these thoughts linger singing. Don't give them too much you. Don't let them take control. It's one thing you do. Don't let them take your soul. You believe in God. One thing's for sure. If you ain't ain't too high, then you ain't too low. Then you ain't too low. What's the price for a black man life? I check the toe tag. Not one zero in sight. I turn the TV on. Not one hero in sight. Unless he dribble or he fiddle with mics. Look out the window, cause tonight the city lit up with lights, cameras, and action. May no man alive come through and damage my faction. I brought you niggas with me, cause I love you like my brothers and your mothers like my mother. Think we need a plan of action. The bigger we get, the more likely eagles collide. It's just physics. Please, let's put our eagles aside. You my niggas. And should our worst tendencies turn us into enemies? I hope that we remember these. Nights full of Hennessy. When hove around, we switch up to that douce. Gotta show respect one day. We tryna stay where you stay. Cause we from where you from. Not talking about the slums. I'm talking about that mind state to keep a black nigga dumb. Keep a black nigga dying by a black nigga gun. And keep them listening to these frontin' ass rap niggas, son. Yeah, I said, son. This is New York's finest. For 11 winners straight, I took on New York's climate like 
show me New York's ladder. I climb it and set the bar so high that you gotta get Obama to force the Air Force to find it. Never mind it, you never reach that. Cold as the hypnotist, control the game whenever he snaps. That's every trap, nigga. Don't give him too much you. Don't let him take control. It's one thing you do. Don't let him take your soul. If you believe in God, one thing's for sure. You ain't ain't too high, and you ain't too low, and you ain't too low. I ain't serve no pies, I ain't slain no dope, I don't bring no lies. Niggas sang my quotes, I don't play no games, boy I ain't no joke. Like the great Rakim, when I make my notes, you niggas might be L, or you might be Kane. Or you, you might, might be, be Slick Rick, Rick with 19 chains. Or you might be Drizzy Drake or Kendrick Lamar. Check, Check the, the birth date, birthday, nigga. Homie. You ain't you the guy. guy. Nah, you ain't the guy. Nigga, call the guy. Nigga. Call the guy. Call the guy. January 28th. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Quest Radio. If you've been with us this whole time, as always, you are tremendously, tremendously appreciated. It is currently 11.35 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, which means that you have the rest of the day to be your best self, to be your greatest self, to step into the truth that you know you can have for the best version of you. And that's going to take the work that only you know. All I can do is be here to support you and tell you that you are capable of achieving it. If there's something that you have your sights on, I want you to go out there and reach for it. There's nothing greater than the journey. I'm not saying that you need to know exactly where you're going, but just make sure that you're putting one step in front of the other, making your way along there, along there, along there. We're getting up. With that being said, this has been another episode of Quest Radio where we discuss Art Basel, God of War, and a little bit of alternative hip-hop. Now, we didn't get to get into the super detail about alternative hip-hop, but that's okay. We'll save that for another one. You can catch us again tomorrow evening, most likely tomorrow evening, because it is going to be Thanksgiving here in the U.S. If you are celebrating, happy Thanksgiving to you. Wishing you and yours the absolute best. If you are not celebrating, feel free to come and kick it with us and tell us a little something that you're thankful for. With that being said, I'll leave it to the rest of the speakers if they'd like to say anything before we make our way out. Otherwise, I'm taking us out of here. Check out that tweet that Quez posted on, pinned on this uh, thing here. It's hilarious. Yeah, again, come through on Twitter spaces to participate so you can get an idea of exactly uh, what my what my good friend Juan here is talking about. He sent me a tweet saying, they be saying that it costs $0 to be kind. Like, being a hater ain't free, too. <laughs> this motherfucker. Fuck being positive. Nah, I'm kidding. That's what we're all about here, positivity. Except when Juan's around. Then you gotta be a hater. <laughs> well, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Wishing you guys a lot of love. Again, you've been listening to Quest Radio. We're out of here.
You're listening to Quest Radio. 